Hello and welcome. In this episode, I want to talk about the symptoms of body dysmorphic disorder. So I'm going to start by this one that that is either avoiding mirrors at all costs or checking your appearance constantly. So it's like either one of those extremes. So that's what makes you different from the average person. Just so you know, it's not a vanity issue. This is a, a psychiatric disorder. You know, it's serious. So if anyone is disrespecting you or brushing it off, just know that I am here for you and that I believe in you. And and yeah, your feelings are valid. And I I know you're suffering. I know how it feels. I know it's really horrible. And it's... It's really frustrating because people don't get you. They they think it's normal. Many do, like our parents or friends. So yeah, um, I actually uh, first um, before I started avoiding mirrors at all costs. Um, I actually checked my appearance a lot. Um, I would think about it. Mm. I would say all day long and yeah I would every hour I would check myself um, sometimes I would feel satisfaction but um, maybe one minute later I would feel anxiety and fear and what's wrong and this and that um, some days I would lock myself in my room because um, whenever I opened my eyes I could just see my nose like it was really bad and I had to close my eyes, shut um, all lights and yeah, pretty tough times, you know. Um, so yeah, when, when I started like avoiding mirrors, uh, my anxiety decreased, kind of, because I was like, I'm no longer my my face because I am not seeing it but at the same time it was the same month that my mother started um, noticing that I was more um, upset and if you could say like depressed it's the word because it was you know it was serious so um, next symptom that I want to talk about is that you can't spend a lot of time grooming. This is also what I did when I did look at myself in the mirror um, a lot. That it's makeup. But I started, I mean, I, I realized that makeup could not fix the flaw. Like I was like, even if I put a lot of makeup on, there's just still that flaw. Like, it does not go away that makeup does not change anything. And, and yeah, I stopped wearing makeup long ago. Um, another example of this, well, yeah, um, every, every type of grooming, um, exercise, like doing a lot of exercise, having like schedules that you need to follow. I remember I had, um, a time that I was that I would spend like two hours or more every day like 
I needed to do it. I was like, I really need to do this to to improve my my face. So I would listen to subliminals. Mm, if you don't know what it is, you're better off without knowing that. And yeah, so yeah, I listen to subliminals uh, more or less two hours a day while doing absolutely nothing. So I wasted a lot of time that I could have been studying and my grades dropped. So yeah, it sucks. Um, next symptom, avoiding filling your face or body and and only and maybe if you do feel it it's only like when you're um on an attack so it's kind of extremes you either avoid it at all costs or you're like touching it uncontrollably because you need to to feel it you need to feel um if it has changed because there is that worry of what if it changed like i feel it's not the same as it was yesterday. I feel it's not the same as it was some minutes ago. And even though it may seem like that's not physically or it's not physically possible, but you're like, it is. Like I, I feel like my body is different, and that, that I'm made certain way that I'm so deformed and abnormal that it does change. Like um, every day, you know. I would think that some days I would look like my features changed like i saw another person it was it was really horrible and it felt some days felt like a nightmare and next day the first thing i would think when i would wake up is like please tell me i look normal today and well yeah so uh yeah and whenever i i i had a time that if i touched my face or I felt my face I would get really anxious and I would be borderline borderline of getting an, an, an attack an anxiety attack and whenever I did have strong well strong anxiety attacks um, I would aggressively feel my face and and pick pick my skin pull my hair and yeah, like I I try to get my skin, my my facial skin off. Like I there was time that I thought like I need um I had scissors and I wanted to cut my my cheeks and so and so. Um so next point that I have here. Um your appearance affects your daily life. So the relationship you have with your appearance is so dramatic that you actually avoid social situations like maybe going to school or to work or to see your family or your friends or you don't want to take photos um, and that sucks a lot because that's um, a struggle, daily struggles of BDD that sometimes I, I this year I didn't want to meet my friends because I knew that if I did meet them not only would I be um, pretty anxious uh, because well because I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty anxious person but um, that they would want to take photos with me you know as young people do 
and I was like, I do not want to see my face. I really don't. So I I didn't I avoided going out with them, which caused certain certain problems. And and well, I also had a problem that it's related to what I talked about before about feeling your face that I had an extreme phobia, an extreme problem. To be honest, it's horrible. I still have it to this day, but it got a little bit better. I would say, yeah. That I didn't want to smile because I I didn't want to feel my face smiling because I felt it so asymmetrical. I felt it just so horrible. I would always put uh, my hair on my face, and and yeah, and I would stay like days without smiling, without laughing, without all that. And even my family forgot how I smiled. And and you know, um, I would avoid like saying funny things or. You know, like you just don't want to laugh, so you you are avoiding being happy basically because you're afraid of feeling your face or others seeing how asymmetrical you feel that your smile is so yeah asymmetry really ruined me to be honest um so next point i have here uh um yeah and you may skip school you know so and so like you you probably get what i mean i'm just like explaining some of the symptoms if you're not diagnosed and you just want to feel understood and and you know like we are we are in this together and yeah i just want to explain it so because i i don't really find um i have not found a place where someone really talks about all the symptoms and you know that you can feel like like someone really gets you so I, I'm trying to be that person for you. Uh, so when you're talking with someone, um, you're not able to concentrate um, because you think that they are analyzing or um, noticing your flaw. So that this happened a lot to me. Like, um, like you try to hide it and all this, and sometimes when when you're talking to people. You think like they they are for sure looking at my nose at how asymmetrical my face is, and then this this is not proportionate proportion well, you get me and and yeah, and it causes a lot of anxiety, and sometimes you cannot even concentrate on what on what the person is saying, and this also leads to at least in my case, I would analyze other people's faces because I would be like, am I the only one who has this? And, um, you know, like I, I still um, analyze everyone's face when I meet them or when I see them in the street. Like, I don't know, I cannot help it because I got used to it. And yeah, like um, it can be good and bad, but I mean, I mean, it's a, it's a symptom of this, so it's not that good. So I wrote here another that is skin picking, hair pulling, and well, self harm. You know, um, that I will talk about in another episode in depth. It's not like I have that much experience with these three, but I have some. 
And then uh, another one that I wrote here is doing your research online. And this includes, um, I mean, I actually um, read every article on the things that concerned me, um, which basically was my entire fit, entire face. And I, I was insecure about each feature of my face. Uh, it just depended on the day that, oh, mm, today my nose is horrible then my chin is super big and well you know so i i thought that i had um an illness that actually made my have uh, the um, like a part of my face not being able to move and that's why i felt my face was asymmetrical and then i, I was like yeah i don't know if it was really a mess and I was, I have a medical history, you know, quite important surgery that I've been through that I will talk about in another episode because, um, I mean, it's an important subject in my life and if anyone has gone through surgery that that's here listening to me, um, I, I mean, maybe it makes them feel like a little bit better. Yeah. Um, then, of course, research. You can also do your research about cosmetic procedures, surgery, and all that. That I, that of course I did. I thought I looked like I looked like a man, a man, and and yeah. And I actually was looking for mm, the surgeries that trans transsexual women get. And well, I, I of course looked. Uh, for more surgeries that I wanted to go through, but yeah, that's just an example. Another one is seeking reassurance from others. Another way from doing this is like, I did not want, like I'm just uh, speaking for for myself, but but yeah, it's like it's what I know, and I'm not gonna make up uh, someone's story or talk about. Um, the disorder in general because then you already have Wikipedia um, so um, I didn't want people to think I was obsessed about my appearance so I would try to make it look um, normal like like indirectly I want people to tell me if something was wrong sometimes if I was pretty bad I would actually ask them like directly but not in a way of, I cannot live like this. Not like such a dramatical way, because I didn't want people to think I was crazy. Um, even though I was kind of discovered or called obsessive by some professionals that were not um, psycho uh, psychology, psychologists or psychiatrists. It was, um, you know, doctors, like normal doctors. Because... Um, of my tendencies and my replies. Um, so, another way of seeking reassurance that I was not conscious of and that I actually do still is um, expecting the sex that you are attracted to to pay attention to you um, as in like you're walking in the streets and you see a 
the other sex and you're like, um, if he looks at me or, or say something to me, you know, like, you basically feel like your worth is in the hands of strangers of the same sex that attracts you, so that sucks. Because many times you don't get it, and you're like, why do people who are pretty, um, ugly, get um, a partner when I don't? And you start overthinking, you're like, am I even more um, ugly? You know, I don't know, I had a lot of thoughts on that. I will talk about, um, in another episode, about um, causes of BDD and... And of course, in another one, I would talk about my experience if and and of course, tips and what helped me and all that. Of course, that's why why you're here for. Uh, and then the last um, point that I wrote on here to end this episode that it's turned out pretty long. And I am sorry you can listen. I mean, if you're still listening, if someone is listening... I appreciate you and yeah, thank you. So, perfectionist tendencies. And here I wrote um, a sentence that I can relate to and I'm sure you can too. If I am not perfect, I am worthless. So I want you to think about that sentence and for a little bit and yeah, I really feel it on a a spiritual level so um, here's where this episode ends and thank you for listening if you have any doubt any doubt or recommendation or you want to tell me something about you um, ask me anything um, I will I would love to hear you you can send me on here a voice message and, and follow the, um, the podcast and all that. So I actually feel like someone is listening to my advice or to my stories. And yeah. Thank you very much. Mwah.